amplify like and there's so much energy right and everything is energy it's exponential and it's, the universe is expanding it's ever expanding and you have all this energy all over the place all the time it makes us it can make us crazy unless we have that awareness and that mindfulness to like sift and sort and filter and streamline and we get to choose we totally get to choose where we want to put our attention and put our energy our energy fields as humans does change what i love about plant medicine and plants is that all plants are rooted all plants energetic fields are stable and they don't change which is why i think it's such important medicine for us to be working with today i mean that's just like a huge basis of why someone should everybody should be working with some form of plant medicine. Welcome to the Honor Your Aura podcast, a podcast dedicated to awakening and empowering the energy within through authentic conversation, experiential learning, and tips for whole self-care. Here I am with Miss Courtney Lee Hall, one of my dearest, dearest friends, and I am just so happy that the universe brought us together when we were both in San Diego, and I am just beyond the moon excited to hear about, you know, how kind of time has, you know, really allowed Courtney within her own practice and own, you know, self-care to kind of evolve within this whole energetic understanding. And Courtney, you know, personally has even refined my own connection to the subtle realm in the way of um, plant medicine and working with flower remedies and plant remedies. And that was something that was very new to me when Courtney and I met, which was like five or six years ago now. And it told, I mean, it just blew my mind and it still continuously does. And so I just love all of the, you know, not only just the slew of information that Courtney has, but her ability to tap into the energy of a plant or a flower is just continuously amazing to me and enlightening. So I am so happy to have you here on the Honor Your Aura podcast. Uh, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. So the, you know, the conversation that I really just kind of like to start with is, you know, what it means for you, like right now to honor your aura what does it mean to you right now to honor your energy and what does that look like you know whether it's on a daily basis or however it is that you kind of navigate your energetic self-care yeah well you know everything is energy and I believe that energy is in a constant state of flux it's always flowing in and it's always flowing out um, so for me, like when I'm teaching, I'm trying to explain what energy is to people. And the best way that I grasp it for myself is whatever I'm putting in requires more energy or less energy, right? So when I'm talking about plant medicine, different types of plant medicine with people, I love to talk about like capsules, right? Capsules versus tea. And a capsule is super processed dried plant material and it's put in a little capsule 
when we take that in, we have to use our digestive forces, our energy, our bile to break open the capsule, wet, get the herb wet, and then absorb it throughout the system. So the amount of energy it takes to break down a capsule can be a lot, right? If you're like immune compromised, if you're immune compromised, or you're not feeling well and you're taking all these capsules or your digestive forces aren't working well, you're using more energy of your body rather than you make a cup of tea and you're using the hot water as your method of heat extraction and all you have to do is drink the tea down. It's already, all that medicine's already extracted for you. So I love looking at energy in that way of like, yeah, that's amazing. And and that's like, you know, so much of it, right. Is that not only are we, are we energetic beings, but we are everything that we take in, whether it be through food or our surroundings, through our sensory organs, even has to be digested. Right. And then for that, that digestion to occur, that requires energy. And, you know, and I think that that's also with, you know, it's, I think it's just such a, um, it just reflects into everything, not only like the sensory organs, right. But I know like plant and flower medicine is so deeply connected to, you know, our mentality and our emotional body and all of our thoughts and all of our feelings, they too have to be digested. And And, what thoughts are energy. Yeah. And and so I love that, um, you know, I didn't, I never even necessarily thought about the fact that, yeah, your body has to break down a capsule and what, you know, what are we doing that it like, what are the choices that we're making to really be conscious about what is easily digestible to our body? Because as we all know, if we eat a big meal, right, we are, are, we have to sit down, we become lethargic because our body is working so hard to process, right? And ultimately these, everything that we're taking in is our fuel. So I, I love that that's this foundation, you know, for understanding. I find it's a really good start too to talk about energy, right? Because we think, okay, processed foods, they're going to be harder for the body to process. They require more energy on our organs and our digestive system to process. But then, right, we look at other ways we're expending our energy, overthinking, working too much, right? We're just like cashing out all this energy and then after a while we feel depleted because we're not putting it back in. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, and I'm, I'm sure, I mean, I know for myself, like that understanding, you know, I think the more sometimes the more that you drop into that sensitivity of, wow, this is what I'm putting in my body then it kind of works hand in hand where it's like, okay, now your sensitivities are open to that kind of refined experience with yourself. And so then it's like, how does that, okay, we know that, you know, now intellectually um, and we feel it in our body by the choices that we're making. So how is it that, you know, for you, like, do you just find that, let's just say the act of drinking tea is that, you know, like kind of not only do you know that that is, you know, good for you in, in, in your digestive organs, but just in terms of your own kind of ritual practice, it feels like something that just in of itself would be energetically nourishing and consistent. And you know what I mean? I feel like there's that aspect of like, wow, I'm taking in these herbs for this, you know, it's, it's, it's spiritual, it's intuitive, but also intellectual purpose. And, but then there's also this flip like kind of relationship with, wow, just this act of drinking tea is energetically nourishing. Right. 
and I mean, I've completely changed like my daily habits, mm-hmm. like my self care ritual where for the longest time I used to wake up and the first thing I did was grab my phone and like go on Instagram and I would just like troll through that forever. And I realized I was getting headaches from like being on the screen too much and I was feeling really overstimulated. So maybe six months back, really only six months back, I was like, okay, I'm done. I got off Instagram for a while. And instead of going to my phone first thing in the morning, I actually go make tea every morning now and I go read for about 15 to 20 minutes. And it just sets my tone for the entire day. And my energy levels tend to be better. I am in a more peaceful place of being. You know, a small shift of, yeah, where am I putting my attention? Where am I putting my energy, like, first thing in the morning? And I want to put it into a ritual of doing something good for my body rather than something bad for my body. Right. And again, like, you, only you can know through your inner feeling that that is something that is, you know, supportive for you. And I think that that comes back to, like, you know, when we talk about creating rituals, right? Because I know that like through all of these different like holistic healing modalities, you know, I feel like this, like this is the topic of conversation, right? It's like, what are you doing for yourself on a daily basis that is like filling your cup, so to speak? And, and how, you know, differently it can look for everyone, but how also, you know, like taking like, it's not like, it's not something that needs to be pressured. Like it can be so simple, right. With like, wow, I'm just going to make this small shift. Like I'm sure that you've made over time, a lot of different shifts based on, I would assume, cause I, like the fact of the way that choices were making you feel energetically and that kind of being your guide to pivot into, okay, well, what can I swap this out with that is actually energetically nurturing and to then realize like, Oh, it doesn't have to be this big complicated thing or a pressure or, you know, it's something that you've created that feels really good. And I'm guessing something that you look forward to. Yeah, definitely. I mean, energy has momentum, right? Mm -hmm. More that we practice anything good or bad, the energy follows suit the momentum follows. So making this small shift into turning the momentum in a different direction, it's easy to gain momentum in the other direction. You know, it doesn't, I was surprised after like two or three days of doing that. I was like, Oh, this is much better. That was easy. Right. You kind of had to prove to your logical mind, because I think that's what's so, what's such an interesting process when we're making new change is that we're basically putting our faith in the unknown right? Something that has not yet become manifest, but intuitively we get these little hints that like that would be better (laughs) choice, you know? And then, you know, only us by showing up and doing something, yeah, what's seemingly so, so small can not, it impacts, yeah, like building that energetic muscle. It impacts our whole day and then never mind how it transfers into the remaining stages of our life, you know? I think, I think it's important to let people know too, is that, um, 
because I get asked a lot, like, how do you know when it's time to change something? You know, and you always know when you don't feel good. When you don't feel good emotionally, physically, that means, like, we're not in alignment and that something's wrong and that our energy system is just not feeling good. So it's, like, that awareness, right? That the mindfulness practice of, like, being aware when, okay, hey, I'm not feeling good right now. And talk to yourself, like, what is this? Why am I not feeling good right now? Like, and you know, when I was on Instagram, like, it didn't feel good. So, like, knowing when something doesn't feel good, like, that's when you have to check yourself. That's when you have to stop and take a minute and reevaluate. And then, okay, that momentum's been going in that direction. Let's let's change it. Yeah. 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 I hear you. And, you know, and I think that, and like not and like there's like something that really stuck out to me is that sometimes when we notice that thing that's not making us feel good, rather than have a dialogue with ourselves, we go into judgment, right? Where it's like, wow, like and, and maybe like we're feeling bad because we were scrolling Instagram, but maybe we're just feeling like you know emotionally low, and we don't. Maybe it was something we ate. Maybe it was something we watched. You know, and like, but to give yourself grace in that space where you're observing it to say. Okay. Yeah. Talk like talking to yourself. What is it that what's going on here? You know, rather than like, oh, you're feeling this way again because you made that choice again and kind of going into that snowball. And that's again, an energetic drain. Right. right? So it's reminded me too, of like all those things you said, right. We're, we're constantly bombarded with a lot of interference and you're on your phone or if you have a TV and you have work, I mean, we have all these things coming at us all the time. So like for me to be in a, I would honestly say I'm in a place of peace, like 90% of the time and calm, but I got there by simplifying, by weeding out the interferences that didn't make me feel good. Where yeah, I think at first it felt like I wasn't doing a lot, you know? I'm like, okay, I'm sitting quietly in my chair in my home. My phone's yeah. not on, I don't have a TV, I'm just, I'm just being, and I'm trying not to think a lot. But like, then you fall into that space, and you're like, wow, this feels really, really good. This is a place of receiving enlightenment. This is a place of understanding myself better. Mm-hmm. It's just when we have so many things going on, those like wires get crossed. And like you said, it snowballs or we blow up into a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> like simplify, like there's so much energy, right? And everything is energy, it's exponential. And it's, the universe is expanding, it's ever expanding. And we have all this energy all over the place all the time. It makes us cra- it can make us crazy unless we have that awareness and that mindfulness to like sift and sort and filter and streamline and we get to choose. We totally get to choose where we want to put our attention and put our energy. Right. Right. Cause it's like at that point you've, you've squeezed the sponge, so to speak of every, you know, of everything that you didn't even realize. I know whenever I do that, I'm like, I realize how much is actually happening that I've become so used to. You know, like whether it's the, yeah, like maybe it's the email or the news being on or the whatever the things are. And then whatever the things that you're drinking, like you become, you become so habitualized in that. And then it does take those moments. Sometimes we have to take ourselves so far away from our 
created reality <laughs> to to then see like okay now that I've rinsed the sponge or dumped the cup so to speak of all the extra stuff like now there's like a real consciousness around what is it that like how is it that I want to fill it yeah oh definitely right Right. And and that's within. And I think that's what's so amazing is that, you know, with all the stuff that we don't have control over, this is something that we do. Yeah. You know, and that's like where, you know, there's so many different, you know, so many different paths we could go down with that because of, you know, just like the person like it is it's small personal responsibility. But but ultimately, it's the feeling that speaks for itself. Yes. Right. Being aware of the feeling, how you're feeling. And I love, you know, what you were saying about, you know, this, the starting of your day and how important that is. And I know we've talked so much over, you know, since we've known each other about our um, energetic sensitivities to the world. And I don't know about you, but I know for me, the, it goes hand in hand. It's like the more that I care for myself energetically, the more sensitive to energy I become, but in turn my energy body is strengthened. So my capacity to, let's say, be around a day of clients or a day of whatever it is that I'm doing, to have, once I've created, like, built that energetic muscle, like, my bandwidth or my ability to sustain and be in my own energy and not feel depleted or overwhelmed or all the things that would come up for me in the past that I thought was because of my energetic sensitivity which yes but that container right do you do you find I agree with that completely yeah I I couldn't imagine that I would have this strong of boundaries and understanding and I'm so aware of how I react to a little something someone said over there or something that I heard or saw I'm very aware of how I react now instead of just absorbing like that sponge and much stronger in that way for sure I don't I don't let anything really affect me anymore right and that's an energetic muscle and like what a gift yeah definitely it took some time to get here but because I'm sure that brings up a lot emotionally as to why you know what I mean like It's not just like saying, okay, I'm not going to care what people think because ultimately you have to go through those like kind of growing pains of why would I even want to hold on to energy in that way? Right. Or why do I think that I either deserve or have to go through that experience? Because I think that that brings up so much, right? And I think me and play with the ego where it's like when we hear something that that we don't like or, you know, and we choose a different reaction it's like right like I can just feel it almost viscerally that like turning of the wheels because of how habituated that is because of the illusion that somehow that analysis or that heaviness of um putting that label on something someone said or did to then say like to the ego like it doesn't matter And like, I can just, you know what I mean? I can really just feel it, like feel that part of us that's like, no, but this says, you know, everything about like, it thinks that it says everything about who you are, but for you to say. But just like you said, it's a muscle. And the more that you practice it, the 
the stronger it gets, the more aware it gets, the more you understand and the more you understand other people, yeah. you know, it never has anything to do with us. It's, right. if someone's coming at us or saying something we don't like, it's because they're not in a good place. They're not happy themselves. Right. And that's having that ultimate yeah, grace and compassion, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I would love to, to kind of jump more into your process with tapping into the energy of plants and flowers. So like from what I, um, what I really loved was knowing about you is that you would make these specially created formulas not only for clients, but let's just say for a particular season or for a particular ailment. And I know that you have, again, this like this, this huge intellectual knowledge about, you know, a plant or a flower and this is what it does, so to speak. But I know you also intuitively feel into it. So I would love to just hear you talk about that process. Yeah. Uh, I think it ties in really well with what we were just talking about too. Um, I guess I'll share the fact that, you know, when I first really felt energy shift in myself, I had taken a flower essence formula by Jane Bell called Naked. And this is probably, yeah, 10 years ago was the first time I was introduced to vibrational medicine, which is flower essence therapy. And I took this little bottle of a few different Hawaiian flowers and I, I physically felt the shift in my body um, on a physical and like an energetic level of complete compassion and love for my physical body. Um, that's why I went to the formulas called Naked. It's about unconditionally loving your physical body, which I didn't have at the time. So I was like, okay, I'll try this. And it was a, maybe day three in, it was like, ooh, that was like the feeling. It had that sound of it, like, hey. Yes, like a dog barking. I was like, excuse me, stay down. Sorry. No. Uh, but I just felt this incredible shift in my whole body and my whole spirit. And I was like, whoa, what was that? You know? And I realized it was the flower essences shifting my vibration, working on the thought patterns that I had been thinking for so long. Um, I mean, that was my first introduction to using plant medicine to shift the way that I feel, to shift the way that I'm thinking about certain things. Yeah. And can you just explain for people that are like new to how plant um, and flower remedy work, could you just talk a little bit about the energy of plants and how that, how I'm, just the premise? So all plants are living beings and they all carry a spirit. All animals do as well. Um, the smallest little insect to like the biggest mammal. Um, and so let's see, every single person, human being, we each have our own energetic field around us, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that as humans, our energy field shifts. It shifts all the time according to how we're feeling, right? You meet somebody right away in the street and without you even saying a word to them, you just get a bad vibe or you just don't like them. But they didn't say anything to you. You barely even met them. You're entering their energy field. You're feeling their energy. Or you meet someone right away and you absolutely love them, right? That's without saying a word. That's meeting their energy field. 
But as humans, we go through ups and downs and we change how we feel all the time, right? One minute we can be feeling really great and then the next minute not so good, unless we have that awareness to keep ourselves in a state of feeling good all the time. But generally, the general public, our energy fields as humans does change. What I love about plant medicine and plants is that all plants are rooted. All plants' energetic fields are stable and they don't change, which is why I think it's such important medicine for us to be working with today. I mean, that's just like a huge basis of why someone should, everybody should be working with some form of plant medicine or not is because that energy is stable. You know, you get the energy of a pine tree, you get the energy of a borage plant, the energy of a rose bush, right? We use that medicine from that rose and that medicine is stable and it's constant all of the time on a physical or energetic level. You know, I want to feel more stable most of the time, right? Like, how about you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so like once I think I recognize that, that plant medicine is gives us so much of that rooted, grounded, stable energy, which we don't carry. Um, and implementing and using that medicine, I, I'm so grounded. I'm much more even keeled than I ever used to be. Yeah, I mean. That that was just a by nature of being part of our society that has just in us, like in a sense, like lost connection to the earth. Do you think yeah. that? Oh, I mean. First off, we don't have roots where we move. <laughs> we move around all the time. Secondly, we have pavement and tar everywhere. You know, there's forest bathing in Japan and all those studies showing the beneficial uh, effects of walking in the forest and being in nature and putting our feet in the earth. Um, there's incredible beneficial bacteria in the dirt that we need there's actually proven antidepressants in the dirt you know it's why gardeners and farmers are generally really happy people wow. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah so we've really disconnected from that on a physical level our our feet are in rubber shoes and socks and tar um the distance from actual earth you know is not where it used to be we used to be barefoot but it's not anymore you know, which I do think, which is why we have more of a frenetic energy to ourselves these days. Um, we're not as grounded. So even more, more of a reason to use plant medicine to bring that energy of groundedness in, you know, especially like if you live in a city, man, I would be taking flower essences and drinking root teas every day, keeping myself way more balanced, way more grounded, way more connected to earth. Right. And it's how, you know, I think it's so um, valuable to obviously give ourselves the time to be in nature, connecting with nature. Um, you know, and, but then as well, okay, like how is it that we can carry that awareness with us into our daily life? Right. It's not just like, okay, what happens in the forest stays in the forest. Right. It's, it's what, um, you know, again, like the teas or just bringing that energetic awareness and like gratitude and, you know, those ways that we can incorporate, obviously there's so many ways to now bring the, that energy, like the physicality, but then the energy from 
Mother right, Earth right. to uh, to our energy field, right? That's what flower essence is. So maybe we'll we'll talk about them for a minute, right? Yes. If you don't know out there, um, flower essences are really different from essential oils. Essential oils is a rich, volatile, physical extraction from mostly the whole plant, right? Say we have. We want to make a peppermint essential oil. It takes this huge still. Maybe I made a one at a friend's place. Huge copper, beautiful still. But I harvested two pounds, two pounds, two huge bags of peppermint leaf. And we put peppermint leaf and stem. We put that whole plant in the top of the still. And the stills have two outputs. One output is the essential oil. That's that sticky, volatile, smelly oil that you buy. And the other output is the hydrosol, which is the water of the plant, which is really beautiful medicine to use. But out of those two pounds of fresh peppermint leaf, we got four mils, four or five mils of peppermint essential oil. So essential oils require a ton of plant matter. It's a pretty unsustainable way of using plant medicine. Very powerful, very potent, but um, not the most sustainable. Mm-hmm. You know, I would definitely recommend using essential oils as little as you can, like as a need be thing. Um, so that's essential oils requires a ton of like the full physical plant matter. Flower essences require just the flower of the plant, fully freshly bloomed. Um, and it only requires one flower to maybe 10 or 20, depending on the abundance of the plant, right? You, we never take just one flower from one plant. We want to make sure that plant's abundant. But we take, we have a huge chamomile plant, right? Chamomiles are a really abundant plant. One chamomile plant, you're going to add 100 flowers on there. Uh, so we have a clear glass crystal bowl. And we have good clean water in our glass clear bowl. And we go outside and we gently cut off the chamomile flowers like freshly bloomed flowers and they just float and they just float on top of the water and we're using the sun as the gentle method of heat extraction to almost make a sun tea and we let the chamomile flowers or any other flower sit on that water anywhere from 30 minutes to hours at a time before the plant wilts um Then we take the flowers off of the water, and essentially we have a potentized flower water. So the amount of physical properties is really minute. Um, It would have to be a scorching hot day, and you would have to be using a really potent smelling flower for you to, you know, take a sip of that water and to really, like, smell and taste the plant. But generally speaking, it's uh, vibrational. So... It's been proven that water retains memory and vibration. Uh, Water actually changes its molecular structure according to what's in it or even around it, right? That is huge. That is so huge. So we put a rose, we put these chamomile flowers in the water, and the water actually changes its molecular structure to match that of the chamomile, to match that of the rose. So it's actually absorbing an energetic blueprint and changing its molecular structure to match that of the flower. That's incredible. 
right? Um, so then from that, we take the flowers off. We have the mother essence. We're only taking four drops from the mother essence, putting it in a stock bottle and then a stock bottle. If you go to a flower essence practitioner like myself, you get a dosage bottle. So that mother essence has been diluted three times by the time you get it. So it's kind of similar to homeopathy where we're diluting, we're diluting, we're diluting. So by the time you get it, you know, in a store or from a practitioner, it's so vibrational. There's barely any minute physical matter. It's strictly vibrational water <laughs> that's been structured to match the flower. Right. And isn't it true that the more you dilute, the more powerful energetically it becomes? Is that true? Oh, with homeopathy, that's what they have found with a a lot of homeopathy, but you know, I don't know. I've been working with flower essences for 10 years now and you know, I've definitely, you can always taste a difference with the mother. You know, if you drink straight from that mother, that straight flower water, um, it feels really strong. It's really powerful. But once it gets diluted, the more it gets diluted, I don't tend to notice too much of a difference. Um, you know, with vibrational medicine and flower essences, it's never about like how many drops we take. It's about how often we take it because we want to maintain that vibration of a flower in our system to shift ours. So, you know, everyone's like, oh, can I take 20, 20, 30 drops of this? That's going to be better for me, right? It's like, no, we take one drop every hour. That's going to be better for you. Right. It's all vibrational. Like one drop is going to be the same as 10 drops truly. But it's about maintaining. Like, right. So dosage for flower essence is four drops four times a day for four weeks minimum. But I always recommend if you can take a drop or two every hour, like that's awesome. You're right. infusing your energetic field with chamomile 24-7. So you're going to be pretty calm. <laughs> hey, yeah. Isn't, and isn't that, do you find that the that like when you have a client I'm sure that it's a really interesting process if it's someone that's new to um, flower essences and then you get to see their journey as to having that sensitivity with themselves, right? Because you, I would imagine, I mean, I find it. Flower essence formula they've ever taken. The first time all of them have ever used flower essences. Yeah. So. We taught, we had a four hour class on flower essence medicine, the whole nine, and they all came back last night and they all shared those stories and they were like, oh my God, like you were right. So essentially what flower essences do is, you know, for example, the I'm enough formula, it's pine and sphagnum moss. Um, what else is in there? I'm blanking right now. A lot of essences for self-forgiveness, self-worth, self-love. There's gold gem in there, you know. Um, and what the flower essences do is they bring up to the surface. Uh, they bring stuff up to the surface for you to see. They bring up your own stuff that you bury deep down for you to see. They bring in a lot of clarity. But the flowers are living, right? So that flower water that we made was a living flower and it's preserved. We use a little alcohol to preserve our flowers in the mother essence. So you're taking living flowers, spirit. Um, and there are these like little divas. There are these like little flower plant spirits 
that alert you to when you have a thought of, I'm not enough, a thought of, I have lack of this, or I'm not worthy of that. They literally, when you start working with those plants and those flowers, you know, a few days in, you're like, you say something and you think something, you know, I, I don't look good in that. Something so small where you would never catch yourself before, you know, or something with abundance. I remember when I started working with a lot of abundance flower essences, I would call myself at the coffee shop. I mean, I'd been going on like this forever. And I was like, oh, no, I can't afford, afford a muffin today. And I was like, whoa, what? Like, why would I say that? That's such an affirmation of lack. Even though I had money in my account, right? So yeah. it's, not, it's like a lie. But I was taking like heavy bog blueberry and blueberry pollen and gold gem goes for abundance as well. And I was taking a lot of it and I recognized within that week heavily all these little thoughts and statements that I were making that, wow, like I can't believe I've been affirming this stuff to myself, you know, and it's not even true. Right. So there are these little like living spirits that like wake you up to show you. Okay. Right. Not then good it's, here, not good there. And then it's allowing you to be the authentic, not only then witnesser, right? But then you get to have the authentic choice so that it's this partnership, right, between you and the plant at that point, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm here and ready to support you, but I'm also going to highlight it for you so that you can be consciously aware, right? It's right. not like, mm -hmm. it forces you to do an element of work through your own awareness. Yeah, 100%. And they never, like, impose themselves. They just, they just show you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's so quickly, too, where, like, yeah, I caught, I kept, I caught that thought. I catch a lot of my thoughts now, but I don't dwell in them. Like they move quickly. They're an elemental kingdom that moves really quickly. I mean, they're powerful teachers. Yeah. They hold our hand. Again, that stability. They support us all the way. And like, we always need support. I always, we need support. Mm -hmm. You're crazy. I don't think you do. <laughs> Right. Because then, I mean, that's been such, I, I mean, that we like that energy has been so present for like, especially lately, because it's like with all of these things that are, you know, obviously we're being, we're here and having this human experience, right? Just the cycles of the moon can pull us, you know what I mean? Into something totally new. And it's like, okay, like that experience is going to happen, but we can keep building that that foundational support, right? Through the, all of these practices so that, yeah, we're feeling held. Right. And I think whatever it is that's arising. What also just came through to me too, is the fact that, you know, you talk a lot about self-care rituals and stuff, which I really love. And I think a lot of people out there don't feel like they even deserve the support, you know, which is, if you don't feel like you deserve the support, that's, even more you need to be working with the plant medicine, I think, but also it's just a really strong starting point for um, recognizing why, why don't you think you need the support or deserve the support? You know, nice. so, okay. And something subtle, right? Because I think that like, I know one of my main inspirations for just having this podcast was like, like, okay, we're, there's so much of the subtle realm and experience that's, 
influencing us moment to moment. But before we can really like contextualize it or have this like dialogue around it, like how can we believe that it's this power truly? Right. And, 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 and so I think sometimes just shifting into like what needs to make sense in order for us to start to have that trusted belief system. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not always easy. You know, I mean, honestly, the plant medicine is a path into that though. Like you're unsure of how to begin, of how to take that first step in having more mindfulness or having more awareness or changing a certain belief or pattern or just wanting to feel better. Mm -hmm. Like literally plant medicine is a path into that. Right. Really what I want people to know is it's an easy, it's a gentle path into that. Right. And I love what you're, you know, putting together with allowing for you know, the experiences of your clients that are working with plant medicine and them to be able to take that energetic experience or effect or impact and now put it into words to be shared. Yeah. I think that's incredibly fascinating. Do you want to talk a little bit about that website that you're putting together? Yeah, sure. So the website is called journeyfound.com and it's in a it's a culmination of my 10 plus years of self-study, logged in study hours, um, but mostly stories about myself and certain plants that I've used to heal certain ailments within myself and also with a lot of the clients that I've worked with. So they're real life stories about healing with plant medicine and there's educational videos. Um, I might have a few online classes actually coming up. I'll put some podcasts. I'm going to be on another podcast in a couple weeks, and that'll be posted up there. But, yeah, I just want it to be real. I want people to be able to read a story and be able to relate to it, that I'm just a normal human being, and I have suffered as well. But that, hey, I used this one flower and it changed my life here. Or, hey, this client worked with this tea blend and it changed her life, you know? So there'll be recipes as well. Yeah, I just wanted to put it out there for people. I've been sharing these stories for years in my classes and I'm finally like, why don't I just put it on paper and get it out there? Yeah, yeah, and I because I think that that's, you know, having the dialogue around it allows us for some sort of tangible proof, right? And, or like, just to say like, okay, makes it more, I think more real. And I, so I love, obviously your energy being so beautiful and authentic. I am just super excited to see how that's all going to unfold and, and it, yeah. And to, and to allow people to really dive into that world, because I think, again, we can read so much about what, you know, plant medicine is or what a flower essence is, but ultimately it's our experience right? What that, that I think, and I think the most fascinating and interesting part. So it's like, we don't just stay in that intellectual, like learning, conceptualizing, but then it's like, you know, the, the experience is a whole nother. It's, I mean, it's like, it's like the droplet and then the whole ripple that goes outward. Right. And it's, and it's that experience that you can never previously predict or know. 
and only again we yeah we can be the living proof of that right yeah no 100% for it i could talk to you forever and <laughs> I just love, um, you know, hearing just like, not, it's like the love, the authenticity, the truth that comes out of your voice. And I know your absolute just devotion to this, this whole like realm that we, that we can explore again, energetically, and then through earth and nature. And I know as I can, you know, to continue to record here, I just can't wait to have you on again and, and hear more about, about what you have going on and what you have what you're sharing and learning. So thanks, <laughs> thanks for chatting with me and being so open and honest. Let's talk about the plants. All right, my dear. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Oh, and actually Courtney, just um, if you want to give them a line as to how to find you, I'll put everything in, in text, you know, below, but sure. Yes, so journeyfound.com, you can find lots of stories and videos, Materia Medica, and a bunch of plants and an array of different types of plant medicine. And then I am a practitioner and a formulator over at Nettle and Rose, which is an herbal apothecary in West Sable on Long Island in New York. Um, yeah, check us out, Nettle and Rose. If you're in the area, pop on by. I'm there every weekend. Amazing. 30 herbs on the wall and I have a bunch of my handcrafted products in there and it's a wonderful community. So yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm at Plant Spirits on Instagram, which I'm on a lot less these days, but I still come on when I want to share something beautiful in the plant world. So yeah. Well, thank you so much, Courtney, for everything. Uh, pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Honor Your Aura podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, please leave a review and share with your friends because I want you to be the start of the ripple that allows others to honor and empower the energy that lies within.